0: Today's verse is Romans six eighteen. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans, one verse at a time. All right, so this is the second half of, uh, of a sentence that started in verse 17 i'm just going to read the whole sentence all the way through i mean obviously when we start with the word and you you gotta you gotta know that we're we're starting from um from a previous thought so here's that previous thought but thanks be to god that you who, who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness all right, so um, the what Paul's saying here is, we're in this world, we're going to we're going to be slaves of something. Um, we could either be you could either be slave a slave to sin or you could be a slave to to righteousness, and that's your that's your choice. Uh, and here in uh, verse eighteen, he's essentially saying, you have been you when you were um, when when you accepted Jesus, um, that choice was made whether you understood or not that, that you were breaking away from sin, you you did it. So you've been set free from sin, but in, and instead you've become uh, a slave of righteousness. So that's, that's verse 18. Um, there's a couple words here in, um, in verse 18 that I sort of want to focus on because I think it builds on how on what exactly what Paul is saying here. I mean because I think that 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 gives it uh, a certain amount of context as to I mean Paul Paul was reading um the gospels which were written in in Greek and uh and then when he uses the same words in his letter to the Romans I think he's you know dialing up teachings from Jesus so I think it's helpful for us to to know about those uh those teachings so um th- when um the first of those words is eleutheru Eliyetheru, which we're translating here in verse 18 to having been set free. So that's of having been set free from sin. Um, Eliyetheru is also used in uh, John's gospel in chapter eight, um, where Jesus says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, I'm starting here in verse 31. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's the, that's the, that, that's the, I think that's a pretty common saying, uh, or well known, um, uh, verse, the truth will set you free. Cause if you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. So in the same way that we've been set free from sin, L E through, Jesus says that the truth will set us free. And then he goes on, uh, to say in verse 34, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you are—you will be free indeed. Um, that's the, sa- and he uses the word eleitheru there too. Well, not literally the word eleitheru, Jesus spoke in Aramaic, but you know, it's the same thing. It was translated into Greek by John uh, as eleitheru. So um, that's the that's what Jesus said so when Paul is saying there in Romans 6 18 that um, we've been set free from sin he's he's using the same words that he's saying the same thing that Jesus said which was that the truth Jesus will set you free and believing him will um will, will set us free specifically from sin that's that's where Paul is taking that from uh, but he also is also another word that Paul uses in verse eighteen that I want to focus on, which is um, "dikaiosyne." Dikaiosyne, which is a pretty common word in the Gospels and in Paul's letters, it means uh, to righteousness. So, in verse eighteen, having having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. So, so we are slaves of righteousness, meaning, we are slaves, dikaiosyne boy I'm butchering that Wow um, but that means to righteousness so slaves to righteousness and that's what used you know yesterday we were talking about um, because I told the Mount Everest story uh, we then got talking about uh, Jesus's Sermon on the Mount which is Matthew chapters 5 through 7 you know in the Sermon on the Mount five times Jesus uses that same word dikaiosinai dikai, dikai boy nope sign but meaning righteousness so what does he say he says in 5 6 blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and then in verse 10 uh, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake in verse 20 um, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees you will never enter the kingdom of heaven and then in chapter 6 chapter 6 of verse 1 Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. And then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And then verse uh, 33 of chapter 6. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So when Paul is writing that we're sins to, um, to righteousness, I mean, what he's saying is that Um, we're to seek God and and righteousness Uh, when we're seeking God that is the we're we're sin to or not sin we're slaves to that that we're slaves to um, to to um, we are slaves to to a a, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness Um, that that's who if, if we're seeking God first that's who, um, that's who we're to be be slaves to, is to seeking God first. And uh, what Grant Osborne writes about this is that the way he's, the way Paul is using righteousness here, I mean, primarily he says it has an ethical thrust, but it it deals with us living out this new status and spiritual rea- reality in our daily conduct. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that we're always uh, perfect. You know, I certainly am, am not, um, you know, I'm reminded of, um, I was at my, uh, that <laughs> one of my nephew's football games, uh, a, a little while ago and, uh, several years ago. And, um, he, my, my nephew, uh, <laughs> my nephew made this tackle and, um, it's a hard, hard tackle. Uh, and the, the, um runner was way got you know got into ended up way out of bounds into a you know chain link fence and uh i guess the the guy's dad was was right there where um the guy got tackled and the guy's dad like jumped the fence i was on the i was on the uh the the chain crew at the time carrying the first down marker and the guy's fence like we're right there the guy jumped over the fence um onto the field and I just remember everyone just being like all right this is crazy uh, and then we later heard that guy was a was a pastor uh, this pastor jumped a fence onto the football field to um, get you know towards a you know high school kid who just pushed his son um, you know tackled his son really hard that the the point there is we' we are not perfect just because we are no longer slaves to to sin doesn't mean that we're we are perfect this is this is an effort um this is an effort that takes day-to-day practice or and, and we're going to fall short but we have to um and boy i fall short um as much as anyone uh i don't know that i've been to a basketball game involving a kid or a not a kid my, my kids are too young to do to have like competitive stuff but you know a competitive game that my nieces or nephews are playing in and not not say something to, to a referee that i regret. Um, it's, and I'll, I, I do always regret it. And, and, and I guess what I'm trying to say is when, when we are, when that slaved, slave, to, slave to, when, when the slavedom to, to, to sin ceases, um, it doesn't mean that we're becoming perfect. It just means that we are taking that step closer, um, to, to God. And we have to think of ourselves as slaves to, to God's righteousness. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I wanted to say about verse 18, uh, verse 19 is tomorrow. Come back and listen to that. I appreciate you listening.